Hi, welcome to the eighth episode of Salman Needs a Job. I'm Salman Mushir, and this is a podcast about jobs. This morning, when I went to CultFit for my dance fitness session, there were some changes. They don't have common water bottles anymore. They've stopped the usual high fives after the session, and then I noticed there's more hand sanitizers around than usual. Hmm, I think I know what's going on. Now I come home, and like any job seeker in the world, I first open LinkedIn. Oh my! The coronavirus updates on my feed are suddenly a lot more than the week before. What is up? What's the scene right now? Okay, I'll look it up. There have been 47 confirmed cases of novel coronavirus in India so far. Apparently, it's not time to panic yet as most cases are a result of offshore travel, which safe to say I have no plans of and has been off my to-do list since well, Salman is a job. But again, this confirmed news of a software engineer in Bangalore who returned from a US trip via Dubai on March 1st, who attended work for 2 days and then began to show symptoms after. He has now been tested positive for coronavirus, shifted to Pune for treatment, and the government is tracing 2666 individuals who have had primary and secondary contact with the infected person. Listen, I'm literally reading out this news from Times of India right now. I can make a straight face and act cool, but it is a little alarming, okay? At times like this, precautions at workplaces are mandated, and if it was up to me, I would try to be safer by staying at home and not go to work at all. Hmm. Stay at home and not go to work at all. That sounds familiar. Isn't that what I'm doing right now? Salman needs a job, right? So, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't go to the office. That's reduced exposure to the public and hence lower risk of getting infected. Wow, I have to say, not having a job all of a sudden is starting to feel like a superpower. Not bad. I'm going to pat myself on the back for being persistent for a year and staying unemployed. Maybe even flip a finger at those companies that rejected my job application last year. Okay, wait. That just went too far. No flipping fingers and no patting myself for getting rejected. Hey, I do need a job, okay? Like immediately. Let's be clear about that. But that said, if I had a job, you know what I would appreciate? To be allowed the flexibility to work from home. Because first of all, why not? Most of the work that we do nowadays can be completely handled remotely with you of the internet. Surely there are exceptions, but if majority of your work happens on your laptop, it is very likely that you can get your work done without being at the office. In fact, there's a growing number of companies embracing remote work as we speak, including giants like Apple, Microsoft, and Google that are now encouraging their staff to work from home. Zoho, which is headquartered in Chennai, India, with 8,000 plus employees in over 10 countries, just announced that it has made the decision to switch its entire organization to work remotely until coronavirus has been brought under control. Hey, if you are an employee or an employer on the fence about taking the plunge, I would recommend that you look up remote work within your LinkedIn network as I've noticed many leaders in the space and people with experience offering help in the form of webinars, free resources, etc. In fact, I would say a good starting point might be Zoho itself, who have opened up their remote work toolkit called Remotely, a suite of productivity and communication tools for free until July 1st this year. I'm going to link it up in the show notes. Now, remote work itself is not new. Crunchbase recently reported that even before coronavirus became a concern, remote work has been on the rise, growing 44% in the last 5 years and 91% in the last 10 years. A lot of awesome companies like Buffer, Zapier, Basecamp have been operating fully remote for over 5 years and have been passionately advocating for this approach for the benefits like time and money saved from commuting, improved staff retention, more efficiency among employees and companies and lower stress levels obviously there are challenges but the word in the street is people love working remotely hey if you've been following my content you may notice that remote work has been kind of a recurring topic here too 
Speaking of content, question to you. Do you follow me on Instagram? If not, please do. I hear it's pretty good. It's at S-A-L-M-A-N-M-U-S-H-I-R. Now, before I introduce you to the guest on this episode, I just want to read out a tweet I read today from Kunal Shah, founder of Cred. World is on a mass trial of reducing business travel and learning how to truly work from home. Some learnings from this mass behavior change will be irreversible. So, today's interview, I'm guessing, is going to be of interest to a lot of you because it discusses the hot topic of entrepreneurship and startups with Raghu Mohan. Raghu has a wealth of knowledge about entrepreneurship developed through a unique set of experiences and, well, connections in the startup ecosystem. He has written over 500 articles about startups, he has worked at startups at their early stages and seen them scale really fast, and he has ventured out on his own to start an innovation management company servicing solutions around emerging technologies. This interview goes through that entire journey, and we get to learn from his many jobs prior to starting up. You'll also get to find out about some very useful opportunities in emerging tech which, frankly, if you take action on, might make for a rewarding turn in your career. And finally, we discuss remote work. Because guess what? Raghu is running a 100% remote operation with his startup right now. Alright, just a note before we begin, I want you to listen to this episode from a perspective about not only why startup, but also why work at a startup. Okay, now let's get you to the interview. I hope you enjoy it. I started my career as an Android developer due to my love for technology, specifically the Android platform. I moved on from tech pretty quickly, but my fascination for new technology still remains. Every so often, I visit udacity.com to check, to check out what's new in tech to learn out there and what do these technologies have to offer to one's career. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about that, opportunities in entrepreneurship and the problems up for solving through emerging technology with Raghu Mohan. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Raghu has had an absolutely interesting career across roles in tech journalism, media, marketing, community building, with the likes of yourstory.com, hackerearth, udacity.com on his resume. His startup, IBC Media, has recently hosted Genesis DevCon, which is the biggest blockchain developer conference from India. They are currently working with Eternity Ventures to bring global Starfleet program to India, which is an accelerator that invests in blockchain startups. So I thought it would also be useful to explore some other extracurriculars that software engineers can indulge in for career development. This, by the way, is also kind of a milestone on this podcast as it, is a, it was a first inbound interest to be featured on the show. So I'll thank Raghu for that and congratulate, uh, congratulate myself as I begin this episode. Uh, so Raghu, uh, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I thought that you know, we've been following your work ever since Genesis DevCon. And uh, the kind of uh, coverage that you've done at other events and the quality of conversations that you've had. Uh, it's like, we've got to do this. We have to be on your podcast. At least once. <laughs> awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I, I've had some, like, really interesting conversa- conversations on the podcast. But I also want to be able to contribute back. See, in, like, globally, like, a, lo- a lot of these podcasts and all, you see that people have a book launch or something like that uh, coming up and that is when they get on the podcast <laughs> and they also the guests also have to benefit something from the podcast yeah. so like if i have something to like uh, contribute back like i mean <laughs> I sure think man that, like this uh, is happy happy about it yeah i mean it's uh, it's clearly like you know you're making waves and uh, it's the pleasures all ours uh, awesome know, awesome here. i just want to like tell you a little bit about how i know you like because uh, because i've been following your work from like a little 
while because 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 you were deeply into android that kind of back in the day yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, i uh, had the chance to be a part of this community called the bangalore android user group yeah. and a lot of what i learned as uh, you know for community building and uh, uh, you know and and technology in general came from there it was the first time that i saw like a really uh, people on a weekend right like just kind of coming together and learning something about a new technology I, that was unheard of for me at the time it was 2011 and shout out to the ogs who actually kind of pulled that off um, uh, amrit sanjeev yeah, yeah, you know yeah. he's with google right now huh. coolest one of the coolest guys that i know uh ravi vyas uh, yeah. he in fact he's one of the mentors for this accelerator that i'm running right now so okay. he was one of them there was a guy called soham mondal there was a guy called pranay airan all of these guys uh, they were like champions yeah. and they were doing it for because they just loved to learn and huh. uh, yeah that's how it started for me so my association with android was not because i was super interested in android, android as a yeah. as a tech i mean it's it was really cool and back yeah. then you know we did a lot of work in that space as well but uh, it was more from that phenomena of just people coming together and like learning for the sake of learning that was yeah. super exciting for yeah. me to see act absolutely because i was a student back then i was in final year of engineering when i uh, when i like came to bangalore bangalore android user group and i was mind blown i found the group through one of these forums online when i was looking into learning about android and when i actually found that there is there are actual meetups out here where they like people selflessly like give out knowledge build out this community and all this activity going on is like absolutely awesome and i think you were also kind of around the same like stage in your career just starting out or something that was and, right yeah. yeah i think i just finished about a year doing a, a, a hardcore sales job okay and I, i was moving into marketing at the time and uh, that's when i saw this uh, this happen so you were like really impressed with uh, oh yeah with, man like uh, that was because it was very close to my heart as well right like it was uh, in back in college I, we used to have these side projects and we had this uh, Uh, we had this collaborative learning thing called neurang back in the day and neurang in german stands for innovation or something okay. like that okay i don't remember but uh, people from all other departments of colleges to come together and share what they learned okay and uh, so how that applied to other departments so that's something that uh, we did for like a couple of years and it was a very popular club in our college okay and uh, to come out and see that in uh, you know in uh, bangalore that was like super exciting for yeah. me and also like what i find interesting is that like see uh, these meetups provide like such a why i even bring it up is because these meetups provide such a uh, it's quite a big deal in terms of the opportunity the uh, fact that you can network with industry leaders you can learn about common problems out there and you've been like very entrenched in the scene that right? you've been running meetups and now even running conferences and all that mm. like but i feel I, i'm not very familiar but you correct me if i'm wrong like not many software engineers and people generally are taking advantage of these like uh that's right i just think that it talks to a different kind of professional right uh, i still remember there was a there was a guy called pradeep pati uh, and i don't mind using his name okay because this is a really okay. inspiring story for me uh we were dabbling in uh, creating these training programs for android and I, you know as a business guy you find the incentive that is there for somebody else to share their knowledge so i said hey uh, we are looking for somebody who can teach this i can assemble a student group of xyz and you know uh, we'll make sure that there's a payout at the end of this so he looked me dead straight in the eye okay and said the only reason i do this is because of my zeal to learn and these were his exact words okay and that really like took me aback and i was like uh, wow such people exist and and the truth is that very few of them exist and the meetup 
format as such talks directly to them uh, i think that all software developers or professionals kind of end up at that place where they are you know learning kind of comes at the top and they're hungry to know more and they they like doing it for doing sake hmm. and there's no external uh, factors kind of associated with it so uh, to answer your question yeah you're right most software developers don't uh, take advantage of this but that's also because it talks directly to a kind of person who just wants to learn who yeah. just wants to share with the community and those people in any part of the world are very very few so that i think that's where the yeah. that's where the disconnect is but in bangalore has got a lot of uh, uh, activity like this right in terms of meetups in every field yeah, right that's it's, true. it's quite active and it's that's very true. it's really awesome okay. i think that's that's the best part about bangalore i think uh, uh, you know it it attracts the best people right so when you see a full meetup here it's just that those kind of you know self actualized people there are just a lot more of them in bangalore than any other place that i've seen yeah. in india <laughs> in india yeah. yeah yeah awesome awesome now like we'll come back to a little more of this sure. as we go through uh, your jobs in the past and all that because you've had like a really interesting career as far as i'm concerned because see i'm interested in technology okay and when i was looking at technology like uh, early in my career i thought it was programming yeah. i was very into apps mobile apps and i thought like the way to get in there is to learn development and like i got lost a little bit in between because as i was learning more about it i didn't see my strength uh, yeah, like yeah. I, i knew that i would not be like an awesome programmer like my manager was so good. obviously i cannot compare myself to manager hmm. but you you understand like yeah. how, how you're able to work through these things but then i when i see you like you were also in technology uh but you were expressing yourself in a completely different way in creative way like hmm. at your story and uh you were writing like yeah. uh, so i want to find out like how that happened and uh <laughs> how like how has that contributed to your career and that's the that. funniest story ever i tell you uh uh so that android programming thing that i was just talking to you yeah. about it never really took off okay and uh, <laughs> okay. at that time we, and this was something that we were trying out on our own it's okay. like acha you know uh, time to look for other forms of sustenance and uh, okay. uh i think from the time i graduated from i have an engineering uh, background but i've never done an engineering job in my life till date i think it taught me a little bit of how to understand technology but that's about it okay um, and i was very clear about the fact that i will do the things that i like to do and i'm good at okay and uh, that's where sales kind of came into one thing marketing is uh, something that i was truly interested in and uh, i love to write right and and uh, one of my big regrets in life is that over time that my, the amount that i write has dramatically reduced okay. but i love writing okay. and uh, When you that, say you loved writing uh, in general, like before I'll, you started working on that, I think I like telling stories. Okay, yeah, I like telling okay. stories, and yeah, I've dabbled around and things like that. My sister actually has taken it up to a next level. Like she's okay. uh, authored, uh, 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 and she has a book uh, that people can buy as well. Shameless plug, but okay, <laughs> <Go> <laughs> yeah, <ahead. laughs> no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, I think like I, I I was naturally inclined to writing, and that's literally what I wrote to Shraddha Sharma on Facebook. So I sent her a long ass Facebook message. I can show it to you later. It's still there somewhere. And uh, uh, I literally said, "Hey, Vishwada, uh, I've been following your story for a while. I love the kind of stories that you write. I understand entrepreneurship to an extent because I've started up myself and failed tremendously. Okay. And I love to write. And I really think that I can be, uh, you know, uh, someone who adds value to your story." Okay. And I think in the, in the next 10 minutes or so she responded saying uh, hey this is good uh, why don't we why don't you come down to the office 
and that, i guess that was back in the day when you know shraddha sharma was a little more accessible than what she is <laughs> yeah, now she's a little bit of a legend right now <laughs> yeah. so uh, she said come over and uh, i literally went there and they had just hired this uh, cto from google at the time okay. aditya kulkarni and uh, the two of them interviewed me and said like, okay what do you like to write about you know what do you do and uh, um, i thought it was going to be like a tech journalism type uh, uh, job and that's when i was truly introduced to like startups right but essentially it was as simple as this okay what can you do do you like to write uh, uh, you know do you understand the space cool why don't you start next wednesday <laughs> and uh, we'll see how you work out for a week and then uh, you know we'll take it from there so i joined next wednesday it, was, it worked out the week worked out quite well and i think those one and a half years that i spent there were like the best time of my life like i had a whale of a time doing what i did at your studio that is awesome but man what is also very cool is that this happened through a facebook message yeah wow. dude like i don't i think i've only done one formal interview in my life that was at udacity but everything else has been through hey you know uh, i really like what you're working on and i think i can add value to it and i honestly think that that's the only way you should get jobs you shouldn't do these you know yeah. and then that again maybe we are digressing here but you know i no, really no, want to make this feel point free, yeah. Uh, yeah know what you're good at know what you like to do and don't expect the job to come to you you see what you can add to the job and i think that's kind of served me quite well okay know what you're good at so with your story and writing you recognized that and you went for went on for, so you made a very good choice yeah i, I think I, i knew that look i i can do this i'm competent at this uh, and then the second thing is obviously the whole uh, do what you like to do okay this is you the, i mean you your career is what you do the most in your life i feel it's more than the time that you spend with your loved ones it's more than the time that you invest in your hobbies more than what you more time than what you studied so it better be something that you like otherwise you're going to be miserable see like very recently i did an interview with abhi and you i don't know if yeah, these yeah, are I like two stars like, yeah the 100 reasons yeah yeah they're doing such like, amazing work but they also told the same thing like he told like choose your job wisely in terms of being true. happy a tip to being happy and that is this this is a new information for me because the thing is when people talk about doing something that you love we think about following your passion in terms of entrepreneurship i feel like what what you're saying right now and this is very actionable in terms of the next job you take as well and i think we have like early on at least in terms of the choices you have try to focus towards the direction that you might end up enjoying i think that is a little easier decision to make in terms mm-hmm. of long term uh i mean uh, satisfaction I, I take it a step break it down more than that also right like see the things that you like to do at the end of the day a job kind of breaks down to maybe 10 or 15 tasks uh, which you'll have to repeat over and over again hmm. now if you don't like that then yeah uh, you know you're going to be like say i'm an introvert i generally don't like starting conversations with people good idea to not probably do a sales job huh. right uh, but uh, and you may not know that you know that there is an option for people who are inclined to that kind of work in sales or customer support or things like that but try to break down job roles into the tasks that it entails and see if you are inclined to doing it and you're competent enough to do it okay so uh, i think that 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 helps i feel uh, most people i i think just see okay that uncle is do you working. notice people doing like mistakes in this like early on for sure and i think a part of professional development is understanding this approach yeah and uh, but yeah as soon as you when you're green outside of college the only thing that you want to know is what offer will i get in my yeah, head and also the problem is once you take the wrong choice like generally it's the, the the tendency is to just follow that path 
like that is also kind of uh yeah that's only be- mostly because people don't like change and yeah. change is unsettling but uh yeah, yeah. so uh, it's a bit of a, the kind of uh, point i'm trying to also like mm. get at is the choice like the importance of a choice based on like various strengths and what you like to do like yeah yeah there are no uh you know absolute choices at the end of the day there are people who reinvent themselves all over, all the time it just gets harder yeah. it's it's one more hard thing to do so right, nothing right, is right. lost if you make a bad choice but uh, you'll have to spend time right, you know, right. kind of reinventing and also uh, it is a fact that whatever you do is going to contribute back to you like oh, for, sure. Day, like, for sure that yeah, is yeah. living example right here <laughs> <laughs> especially early on like when you can hustle and like even if you're not good at sales and still you can learn these things put yourself out of the comfort mm-hmm. zone and all that yeah it will help yeah. you for sure yeah. yeah uh now like in your story you see we're going to come to like definitely will come to like emerging tech and everything like oh, we sure, started sure, but uh, with your story like uh, tell me about mo- tell me more about like what was it like working there now and uh, like right now they are like a tech crunch of from india yeah. right uh but you were there like very early on when they started i i, I think when like, i joined there was only two other writers Okay. okay so there was uh, what is that like and also like it's a very hot like uh blog like they talk to all you guys talk to all the startup the startups in town and like it's very exciting as far as people uh, like from from the outside what's your view on that uh well i mean what is that like so look it's a it's it's a sign of commitment right uh, shada could have done anything else uh, but she really liked doing what she did and and just to give you guys perspective she was an as- assistant vice president at cnbc before uh, assistant or associate vice president at cnbc before she started your story so mm-hmm. her career was sorted okay uh, and uh, but for her to uh, do what she did and trudge it out for over 10 years it's uh, it just shows commitment to what she did interviews back then weren't as easy as what it looks like right now you mm-hmm. had to look for the startups you had to take time for them but over time when they found out that you know you know this is uh the intentions behind running your story were uh still you know they, they're very good uh, at the end of the day we wanted to talk about uh, startups we wanted to give them a platform and we wanted to educate the startup community and i think those core values haven't changed uh till now and that's why it is as big as it is right now work wise i think it was super exciting uh i mean i put on 20 kgs at your story <laughs> uh, and uh, been losing it ever since but uh that's only because it was you know we were all really having a great time doing it um i think for the first 5 or 6 months since i joined uh it was only me uh, there's a guy called jubin uh, jubin mehta he's, he's also a guy you should get on your podcast by the way okay uh, you know, he's an interesting story so uh, me jubin mehta there's a guy called uh, uh aditya bhushan devedi and uh, there was a girl called brinda who kind of left as well i think that's that's all there that was the writing okay. stuff and uh, people came in and went and uh, you know at any given time there were days where either jubin or me would be the only writers putting out stories on your story uh, okay. at that time 
and uh, a blog that big with just yeah. you know so what like tell me about the frequency of writing and all that in a week I how think much would we you? tried a bunch of things uh, uh, i know today that there are thousands of stories that are being written on a monthly basis but i have seen days when you do one story a day to five stories a day wow. <laughs> to and and look the stories were there okay there are enough stories to say but like uh, per writer we have seen like one to five per day and uh, as a blog we were putting out anywhere between 10 to 25 stories a day isn't that like super challenging like, it was hard yeah but I mean, even when i try to come up with any <laughs> form of writing no, I... we didn't have to come up with it the huh. entrepreneurs were there the interviews were there the okay. startups were there it's just about you know talking to them okay and uh, but yeah even that wasn't easy it was uh, even it was, the bookings and all you would do between yourselves or there were people i think in the beginning it was ourselves okay. and uh, i remember we used to tag team a lot with saying okay you cover this part these kind okay. of companies i'll cover this sector and you know we had a little bit of structure there but after point it started becoming quite inbound and you know your story gave me a lot uh, a lot of doors opened because of uh, because of my time there okay so Uh, so yeah i mean i i had a it was it was basically just you know we tried we we worked very very hard and okay. uh, i think if anything yesterday taught me taught me how to really work hard okay and uh, awesome. i think if you put if you put in the time the results will come in you know that's basically your story as a company as a whole yeah now before we get to your other two roles in hacker earth and udacity let's talk about what you're doing right now the company that you're building and what you're doing and all that tell me about ibc media and sure. uh, and what what's your role there and why you founded it and all that yeah honestly ibc media started off as an accident <laughs> we really didn't uh, have that in mind uh, when we started so it, this is super uh, interesting right so Uh, Udacity was my last job. I quit and took a month off, uh, and I got married. And uh, at the time, I I really wanted to know what I'm what I should do next with my life. Go back to another job or do another early stage stint and see what happens, right? Like so. This was in 2016, 2017, early okay. 2017. Okay. Okay. So I took picked up a few consulting jobs and. Uh, um, that just kind of picked up and uh, blockchain happened to be one of the industries that we were serving we were also serving clean tech at the time through another partner of ours and uh, there were many small small uh, you know consulting gigs that we were doing and that was quite i mean uh, it was it was very good like mm. in terms of uh, revenue in terms of time that i had to myself and the kind of work that i was doing was great fun one of the companies that we were servicing wanted to do a very large event and that was the international blockchain congress ibc right and uh, because of my so we were servicing as in through your consulting through work? my consulting okay so in fact so uh, this was during your break like after udacity you were yeah and then i mean it didn't be, it actually i ended up working a lot harder than what i was okay. in a full time job but uh, yeah it was after that time okay um, uh, mid uh, 2017 i uh, mid 2017 is when the first blockchain thing happened and one and then immediately another blockchain project came and another blockchain project came and suddenly we happened to become like one of these go to guys every time you want something from india or anything blockchain in specific we were quite early in that game so uh, that grew uh, tremendously and uh, suddenly um, you know this guy who wanted to do this really big event kind of came to us and said uh, you've had some experience doing events so i'd done events at uh, um at uh, at your story i'd done events at hacker earth okay uh, and uh, i had a brief stint with a company called hasgeek which i did a little I, and yeah. i've seen some of their events as well so uh, you have some knowledge huh. of the events can help us out here 
so <laughs> went in there it was a uh, it was an interesting experience let me just put it that okay way. okay <laughs> and uh, one and a half months work of just dig down and you know work your backsides off we pulled off i think at the time asia's biggest blockchain event about 5000 mm-hmm. people came to okay. uh, to the event that happened in hyderabad and goa and uh, this is before you founded yeah. Uh, yeah so at that time is when the founder of that company who did that event came up to me and said hey I, you know i want to do something in between emerging tech and media okay. and uh, if you're willing to do uh, something there i'd be happy to invest in what you're doing so that was a moment where we looked back saying okay look what have we been doing so far we've been working with startups we've been working with developers and we we love uh, emerging tech as a thing so all of this kind of aligned at that place and we set a vision for the company and uh, that has kind of evolved to where we are right now so uh i think innovation management is basically where we are at we are focused on technologies rather than sectors and uh, we are basically in the business of connecting uh you know innovators to big problems okay and that as a vision statement has several you know smaller things so we do everything from running partner programs to uh running accelerators uh to doing just plain deal flow and these large events that we do so we're driven by that one vision now obviously we're being a little more structured about what kind of products to offer to whom but uh, but yeah that's that's how it happened okay so it was just a series of these freelance things that just kept growing until one person said uh, think bigger <laughs> and uh, there is a big opportunity here and if you want to do something there i will invest in you okay because he'd seen us work very closely with them you know for over a year up until that point so Uh, we grabbed that opportunity and here's where we are but but did you have entrepreneurship in in mind like before before you got into it were you like looking to venture out on your own or was it because you know because opportunity came to you i think it is more because the opportunity came to me there's a very uh, interesting talk that i gave at bar camp back in 2013 when i was with the story and the talk was why do people start up uh-huh. okay and uh, there were four reasons at the time and very clearly i remember saying at the end of the uh, somebody asked me why haven't you started up yet i was like look i've seen shraddha up close okay mm-hmm. and uh, the emotional toll that entrepreneurship takes on you is something that i didn't want to put myself into willingly okay until like there is like when the opportunity kind of came up we were like look man if we don't do this then you know uh-huh. uh, it's it's not going to be right but <laughs> i wasn't going to uh, how do you say this um i was I, i wasn't going to like start up for the sake of starting up if the okay. opportunity arises there's a market for it we have displayed some strength in that place as when i thought you know uh, entrepreneurship is one way to one way to do it so uh, so yeah man it, it literally happened by accident i never personally intended on being an entrepreneur but i've always loved working with startups and i've all i i love seeing the entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur spirit in action okay right there are so many stories that i i have seen in my time at your story with the people that i've worked uh, that, that and and there is that it factor as they say right and and i never get tired of it and okay. uh, if what i do combines all of these things and gives me the chance to in, interact with entrepreneurs on a daily basis why not yeah <laughs> now your early days like just getting into that the transition like was it natural like were you i'm thinking you were kind of in a leadership position where you're already like pulling things off on your own in terms of responsibility and also like how 
was your previous experience like contributing to this transition mm. um so basically like employee to yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, leadership right like i think my early stage startup experiences helped the most here uh, okay because the accountability is with you if okay. you fail the entire team fails and okay. uh, that pressure is obviously with uh, is something that i've seen before um i think uh, yeah i i just think that i've had the luck of working with companies that scaled really fast and were impactful for 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 india as such and uh, th- that experience worked with me and i also have the benefit of knowing a lot of founders myself and uh, i always have a good set of people that i can reach out to if i need to know how i you know cope with these things so okay uh, i just think that uh, you know i didn't intentionally train for it but a lot of the things that applied as a early founding member applies as a founder as well okay uh, there are added responsibilities that i have learned over time but yeah, more or less uh, being a part of a early small team or leading a company yourself aren't very different from each other okay awesome uh, so being being part of the startup ecosystem was very helpful in being that being part of a early stage startup Okay. you can be a part of the startup ecosystem and never be uh, you know uh, never do these have the experiences that i've okay. had but uh, i mean it's not for everyone but if uh, it's a life changing experience so you should work at a growth stage startup uh, in one way or the other now let's take a quick break and we'll be back soon with a lot more from ragumo early in this interview ragu and i discussed of a blockchain developer conference that he hosted in bangalore I created a 15 minutes vlog at the event exploring blockchain industry in India. Right now I'm going to play you a minute of a clip from the vlog where I'm actually speaking to Raghu itself that might add some context to this conversation. Here it is. What do you want to do? Yeah. There. Right here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Raghu is our, is the CEO of IBC Media. Founder is a better founder. Okay, <laughs> founder. All right, he's the founder of IBC Media who's organizing the event. Over 200 people have showed up on a Sunday morning. It's really early. That's true. I was thinking yeah. on, in the morning like to Sunday should I sleep or should I go to the event? Yeah. Obviously, always uh, come okay. to the event. <laughs> That's the right answer. Also blockchain like a lot going on in the space, right? And uh, like w- what are you doing with it? We are ecosystem enablers and not restricted to blockchain specifically. Basically, what we see is that uh, emerging technology disrupts a lot of things, but emerging technology needs builders. And as ecosystem uh, enablers, what we do is create spaces for builders to come together and get inspired from other builders, and also collaborate with people who can solve interesting problems. Awesome. We strongly believe that the world is full of fascinating problems to solve, and there are fascinating people who are just waiting to know know about it. link to watch the full video is on the show notes you can check it out after you listen to the interview we were discussing earlier right how you thought you think about entrepreneurship in terms of like that it needs there needs to be more entrepreneurs oh, if, for, sure. for sustenance of like uh, jobs and things like that can you just talk about that yeah we have a india as a country as a demogra- demographic bulge there are more young people in india than ever and no matter what kind of jobs that you bring in um, or what kind of companies that come in you're not going to have enough jobs for all of them we are also living in an uh, in an era of automation uh, a lot of the things that required people and uh, man hours people hours to do uh, are things that computers do far better than us so uh, at a time like this i think that uh, adopting uh, the gig economy approach at a large scale uh, and or entrepreneurship uh, is 
one thing that can ease off pressure uh, in this demand for jobs that is there in the country uh, at the end of the day uh, it's also like a somebody wrote this on twitter recently i can't remember who but they say that entrepreneurship is actually a a, a pursuit in self development disguised as a business uh, endeavor okay, okay. and uh, it's for us to become better people or higher quality people i think that some amount of entrepreneurship in our life uh, whichever way you do it is is something that uh, will do good for us as a country as well uh, so yeah i i see that there is a tremendous deficit in, in jobs that in informal jobs that we can bring in and uh, entrepreneurship and and adopting the gig economy uh, approach would definitely ease that pressure and secondly it will make us better people uh, entrepreneurship or working for yourself increases self accountability in india and the average indian isn't the most accountable person out there uh, okay. this is something that uh, demands you to be self accountable and it just makes us a better people at the end of the day also like considering the fact that our jobs are very insecure nowadays like mm-hmm. uh, i mean it's also safer to kind of have your something to come back to build yourself in like in creative ways entrepreneur uh, as a, as an entrepreneur or like side projects and all that like yeah you're right uh, the whole job security thing is now gone right like even uh, maybe the government job uh, yeah. thing is still there uh, uh, that a lot of uh, you know that, that a lot of people still are thinking like i'm set for life but uh, uh, i think more people should now start thinking about okay what are my skill sets are they relevant to this space and i can i add value there and as long as you solve that problem uh, there will always be opportunities for you i think economically we are in the best times of the world at the moment right like mm. there's just so much abundance uh, currently right now and uh, i think if you focus on your skills the opportunities are always there uh, for you to take awesome awesome and i uh, totally encourage everyone to think about that you know yeah. even if they're not taking like steps right away at least think about it a little uh, further down the road <laughs> to start building about it because it takes it takes time now coming back to ivc we got sidetracked a little bit uh tell me about what are the things that you're doing specifically now you said accelerators we know that you like had conferences you also hold uh, hackathons mm-hmm. like how what is ibc doing uh, for the developer community and also like what are the opportunities for developers to like take advantage of through your services and all that sure i, I think uh, we developers or any anybody or like a, you service developers and entrepreneurs is yeah. basically the uh, supply end of things we serve the enterprise at the end of the day right like so a ventures is one of the one of our clients who's running a startup accelerator in india and uh, our job is to kind of take that opportunity of funding and market access to entrepreneurs that a ventures wants to look at and there are several of them in india so uh currently at a small level what we are doing is running this uh, really awesome accelerator it's like the fourth edition of it and the first time in india and uh, you know that's one uh, you know technology accelerator that we are running for startups that specifically leverage blockchain then we are also doing an emerging tech accelerator for the government of telangana uh, there they have a a blockchain district as such uh, which basically uh, gives you uh, you know support and uh, access to clients and business for uh, mainly services and enterprise facing companies so that's an accelerator that we are running right now uh, there is a 
MSME Enterprise Connect program that we're running for Microsoft. And uh, that is, uh, it's called the Century program. And that's something that we're doing right now. Apart from that, we have a couple of uh, smaller clients that we uh, help uh, with in, uh, with respect to market access. So this is an overseas company that is looking to build partners in India and that's looking to build a community in India. And we help them with that. Okay. Uh, so this is us for now. Uh, of course, the events obviously serve as a platform where all these ecosystem players that we are talking to. So because of AE Ventures, we are talking to, I think I have personally spoken to about 400, 450 startups myself and uh, uh, in vetting them if they would be good for this program. So we have a huge set of startups that we're talking to. We have a huge set of developers that we speak with. Uh, and then the corporates are obviously there and the events serve as a good place for all of them to kind of come and uh, have meaningful dialogue. Uh, so that's basically it. And our next one is in August. We're planning for it uh, soon. You'll see an announcement for it. Okay. Hope to see you there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, that's basically what we're doing. Uh, if you notice the common thread here is that there is an innovator with a solution and there is yeah. an enterprise with a problem. And uh, we have programs that meaningfully connect one to the other. So when I started the introduction, like, see, I, I visited your, the conference last time and it was very clear that it was about emerging technology. Yeah. So that's how I started approaching the podcast. Mm. But it looks like you actually stumbled onto it based on the problem you had at hand. And, and that's how most good startups are, right? Huh. Like, like, uh, why, why, so there are four reasons why people start up, in my opinion. Okay. And, and there could be more, but they usually fall under one of these subsets. One is that people just don't like working for others. Okay, and they're fairly delusional. Uh, if you don't have a boss, you will have customers that you have to serve. Yeah. Uh, so those kind of right, startups right. hardly ever survive or continue to be like that. Those entrepreneurs change. The second guys are very clear about the fact that I'm going to put in this much time and this much effort and this much of my life into this in return for a monetary goal. That's a great strategy to do it. The third is just people who do it for passion. Uh, I had the good fortune of interviewing Padman. Okay. Uh, the real Padman. The, the real Padman. Murugananam. Uh, fascinating guy. Okay. Uh, he had no reason to be doing the things that he was doing, but he just had to do it. Yeah. Like he's just passionate about solving that problem. Okay. So, uh, uh, artists are like this. Struggling artists. I know so many musician friends of mine who aren't doing that well in life, but they would not want to live any other way. This is why they do it. And the fourth thing is when a problem takes hold of you, that... And, and I, I don't know, there's a sense of, you know, mysticism to this, but at, you know, as an entrepreneur that there is a intersection between what I'm good at, what I like and what the world wants. Right. And, uh, those are very, very rare, pro rare, rare companies. And, uh -huh. uh, something like that has happened to us that there is a big demand for this. We like doing what we are doing. We're decent at what we do. And uh, there's a nice, uh, model that's emerged from that. Awesome. Awesome. Now, like, can you tell me a little bit about opportunities, like in emerging tech, like what, 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 how, what are you seeing in terms of the discussion you're having? And like, what is it, what, what is it in it for the job seekers or like for the people out there, students and all that? I think emerging tech has caught the imagination of a lot of businesses. And uh, okay, let's also define emerging tech. I think anything that's been uh, invented and put into production in the last 15 years, okay. I would say is an emerging tech. Like artificial intelligence as a concept has existed for several years, but you know, uh, its implementation in games and business processes is something that has happened in the last decade. 
Okay. Uh, same with blockchain. Same with Internet of Things. You know, as uh, as you may have heard of. So uh, there are a bunch of these edge computing, AR, VR, yeah. all of these type of Got technologies it. are there. So as a job seeker, I think training yourself in understanding these emerging technologies and being able to uh, have some sort of implementable skill, either as a technologist or as a marketer or as a salesperson, just understanding what this technology is opens up several functional opportunities within that. Uh, the Currently, the demand for people who understand these technologies is very high. I think uh, blockchain engineer is one of the highest paid jobs on several, uh, you know, on several uh, job boards uh, that are there. I think Indeed said that mm-hmm. like on average, uh, their salaries are like 40-50% higher than the other uh uh, other jobs uh, the same jobs in different sectors okay uh, so uh, and also emerging technologies is where is what uh, drives a lot of disruption uh, right uh, a gps uh, a mobile phone and you know and a mobile uh, and mobile internet uh, uh-huh. came together to solve something uh, which everybody has struggled with which is transportation right Without these one, even one of these three emerging technologies, it would have been very hard to pull off something like an Uber or an Ola. But that really disrupted the way we commute, yeah. right? So uh, at the center of most disruptions that we are seeing right now, there is some emerging technology play at a uh, play in there. So that's probably also why businesses want to know more of what yeah. they can do with this. So as a professional, if you know how this technology works and you are able to apply your functional trade in it, and your functional trade could be that I'm a I'm a marketer, I'm a seller, um, I'm an operations person, I'm a, uh, I'm a developer, you know, and you take these yeah. functional things, apply it to emerging technologies and generally there is a higher demand for, for you than, than anyone else. Okay. So it's, it's, it can be an interesting bet to take whatever, regardless of uh, whether it doesn't have to be an, you don't have to be a developer for it. No, for sure. In fact, I, I honestly think that uh, marketing and storytellers are very much more important on, uh, I mean, I won't say more important, that's very arrogant of me, but <laughs> uh, I would say that they're just as important as as the people building the product as well. Because uh, uh, at some point, uh, your users or your clients need to understand what it does and not the nitty-gritties that goes into it. And it takes someone who understands all of that to put it in a way that uh, is palatable by but at the core understanding what this technology is and how it can be implemented and some amount of detail in you know what goes into uh, the running of this technology its fundamentals is important did it take did it take a lot of learning for you like because you also are into this what, what was your that's a good question actually so um your story changed this for me and so did hakarat uh, i had the chance of interacting with people doing different things and uh, I think I probably subconsciously have a way of learning this uh, you know uh, learning the integrities of how this particular technology works Uh, so I think I learned through exposure okay Uh, maybe not the right guy to probably give you advice on how you go about learning these things but uh, there are methods take up a good course or talk to somebody in the field uh, I, I'm also particularly interested in this way. I've thought about it in terms of the business side of it, as mm-hmm. you said, marketing, like, uh, because I, even I would imagine there's only more opportunity in this space. And the earlier you 
<laughs> build your expertise uh, the better more valuable you become for and sure and yeah. i think that's worked for me right like i was at a time when startups are still not mainstream 2011 or uh, startups are still not mainstream those success stories had not come uh, but uh, taking a bet on something that had fundamental value and has reaped great benefits for me uh, i know how to work at a startup i know what it is like to scale a startup and uh, that's made me that, that much more valuable today than what it would have been if i didn't take that bet awesome awesome yeah. now like in terms of your operations uh, just getting to the operations of your company a little bit because you've done something really interesting very recently this year which is moved to a complete remote working environment uh, and I, actually i, I wanted to start the podcast with that it totally it totally different because that's really interesting um first of all it's quite bold that I, I, for many people it would be hard to imagine like not being in the office with them uh, to be able to uh, get their i mean uh, get their deliverables as needed and all that uh, but you have taken that step and also now it's been a couple of months uh, nearly uh, two months yeah yeah how has that been why did you do that and uh, tell me a little bit about your team at ibc sure, media sure uh actually i love my team <laughs> they are probably one of the best set of people that i've worked with so far and i've worked with a lot of people in the past uh so my our freelance practice was entirely remote and that was perhaps one of the most amount of work that i ever did uh for anyone else and this includes a 40 million dollar fundraise this includes uh, a go to market strategy for a renew multi billion dollar renewable uh a renewable energy company so uh you know this is i i would say that communication tools and the internet and has has made it possible to work from home or work remotely uh so the technology is obviously always existed i think what we were fighting against is a mindset change it's a cultural thing okay we grew up seeing our parents go to work and uh, that's what we thought we will become when we grow up and then said this is a paradigm shift you know with uh, with that in mind and uh, for me uh, this decision came from a couple of my uh, people who work for my company one of my colleagues is a new father and uh, it kills me to know that he spends time commuting uh to office working a rock solid hard day goes back and has literally no time huh. i relate to this cuz my father is in the air force and when i was born uh, he was in a forward post uh, i think this was jodhpur uh, and uh, he hardly saw me grow up uh, okay. you know he used to go to work at 3 am in the morning and come back at 12 in the night and he just he missed my childhood right okay. and if that's something that i can uh, uh if i was in a position to make that decision for somebody and uh, uh that was one thing that personally motivated me the other is this madman who <laughs> travels from banar who is traveling from banargata road to hebal every day okay yeah. and that's 4 hours on the road 4 hours of his life that you know he could be doing something else with yeah i also strongly believe that who you are outside of work uh, contributes to who you are at work as well uh, so taking some of those experiences okay. that we had some of these personal motivations we said let's do an experiment most of our work doesn't need us being with each other it needs us to get our work done so okay. you've been this has been on your mind for for a, for a very long time okay. for a very long time uh, commuting in bangalore is terrible commuting yeah. anywhere is terrible Bangalore okay is <laughs> so uh, in any urban city has this issue uh, 
and i think this there's a found there's a company called gumroad okay and uh, they are a e-commerce platform for uh, artists and uh, makers and uh, he is a remote team as well i think they do uh, i think they they have till date sold over 200 million dollars in uh, in product for their uh, for, for their users so and they are a lean team that works remotely uh, he said the most interesting thing for me most of us uh, in an urban setting model our life around work in when you work remotely you model your work around your life okay. and it's much more important for you to have a life uh, here uh, and work isn't all of it okay and uh, this model helped us to do that i wanted happier people uh-huh. working for me and the more people are happy uh, the better they show up at work I've got the metrics to prove that over the last two months, our average work throughput is much higher. Really, we're actually shipping much more than what we ever did. Uh, we are doing at least two to three times more work than what we did at at an office. Uh, communication has become far more deliberate. It's uh, we take people for granted when they just kind of sitting next to mm. us, and uh, a lot of the time, the thing that hurts is effective communication. Now, communication is a lot more deliberate. and uh, you know we uh, there is a set agenda when i speak to you mm. there's a lot less time wasted uh, because of you've cut down your commute you've cut down your smoke breaks you've cut down your uh, yeah. you know your uh, lunch time and all of that and people are a lot healthier huh. uh, there's fewer people calling in sick uh, for the same two month period before okay in similar uh, this one so uh, those are obviously some great advantages that make business sense Yeah. Okay. It's not no, no longer about whether work from home is good or not. If yeah, yeah, right, right. right. This is totally so that's valuable. one. And yeah. then the second part is sure there is a social side of it. Like as an early stage team, all of us get along with each other quite well, and we miss each other, and we compensate for that by meeting once every two weeks. Okay. And uh, and just meeting for meeting sake. Yeah, right? yeah. So that kind of still kind has that bonding thing. It works for now. It'll be interesting to see how and, this uh, scales. Did you have what changes did you have to make in terms of like? We need stronger processes. So okay. we live and die with one uh, project management tool. Uh, there's a lot of collaborative uh, discussions that happen. On you need a good communication tool. You need a good product ma- project management tool, and you need good project management and communication practices. Okay, so any tool on top of it will work, but yeah. uh, you need to set a list a set of protocols. And at some point, when we know that this scales for over twenty twenty five people, we want to share that with everybody. Like, and I'm sure a lot of people do this right now. But uh, what worked for us, we will probably okay. put out there as well. In the US, so many companies like Zapier and so many other companies are like hundred percent remote. Even now, yourself and even the companies you work with, like Eternity, also mm. I've spoken to, which are operating like remote. fully remote, which is like awesome. And I think great development for uh, working culture in general. You know what really bothered me uh, when I floated this around with a lot of people? They said, "Look, remote culture in India will not work." I said, "Why? Indians are not sincere, man." And I thought that I took personal offense to that. I think we have we're full of good people, and if you trust and empower them uh, with good management practices and uh, give them the flexibility of you know not sacrificing their life for their work to an extent, yeah, they give back. And uh, my team I, at the moment is probably one of the most sincere set of people that are there, and they put in that time and they put in work and effort, and I strongly encourage more people to consider working remotely. 
a for the said business reasons that i shared yeah. before and b also for uh, you know you have a responsibility to the people who work for you and uh, you know don't take that for granted and this is one thing that is making their lives better explore it love it uh, hope more people think about uh, think about that and also uh, all the best to you on this front like like <laughs> I, i hope uh, you find more like developments in this sure all right now let's summarize your previous two jobs okay like uh, ha- <laughs> hacker and like basically how you i want to know how you got into udacity because udacity is awesome and i think you were the first hire over there is that correct yeah first hire after the country manager yeah. okay how you got into that and uh, just like in general what was that like and also your function at hacker earth because hacker earth is also like a pretty hot well known yeah, yeah. startup uh, yeah uh i th- <laughs> so uh, this was fun right like i wanted to do uh, i wanted to move on uh, from uh, your story mm-hmm. because at one point uh, being a technology journalist makes you a little arrogant okay uh, and uh, you have so many you rub shoulders with a lot of really really good people look one of my first interviews with the founder of zoho okay, uh, okay. shridhar vembu i was awestruck right i have interviewed kunal bail from uh, you know uh, snap deal i have met with the leadership of uh, you know literally hung out with the leadership of flipkart during the hack days and things like wow. that uh navin tiwari from inmobi and like you literally know all of these people on a one to one basis and uh, you're just a, a storyteller for them you're uh, you know uh, covering their news their industry beats and things like that i i felt great about myself i thought i was the i was the <laughs> top dog the top dog there so one of my last interviews there was this uh, company uh, I, i forget the name of the company but they were failing at the time and i thought it you know i could tell them what they should be doing with their company okay and i i think i gave some decent points but uh, the guy looked me dead in the eye and said uh, uh, sure these are great points but have you done any of these things <laughs> yeah. and that really hit me okay and uh, that's when i realized that uh, talk is cheap you, you go and do something yourself nice one so you know and uh, i started then interacting with entrepreneurs with a different agenda to see okay look if can i add value there with the skills that i have um that didn't change obviously but i wanted to be a part of a growth story somewhere okay. and hacker earth was interestingly working out of the your story office at the time oh, okay. and uh, one of my colleagues at your story had joined hacker earth and uh, uh sachin whom i uh, you know actually uh, garnered a good friendship with at the time uh, i the founder yeah, of okay. I, i shamelessly asked him you know like okay. actually want to do a role in, a, in at hacker earth how can i you know, do it and i learned i failed at hackerat's expense so many times okay in the point of in kind of learning the job i was never a proper traditional marketer at the time but by the end of it i learned uh, okay. whatever i had to and uh, when i joined hackerat was 15 10 or 15000 marketer programs. as in like what what are the responsibilities so user acquisition on the developer front and support with some amount of support with sales uh, okay. on the uh, on the outreach side of things right okay. like so uh, those were the two main functions there okay. and whatever was in okay. know, a, a, whatever was a part of that 
so also people management no it did come to that okay uh, again like i i realized very quickly that at that point of my life i wanted to be an individual contributor and the nature of my job before that was also that huh. that i was a more of an individual contributor than a than a team guy and that's something that i learned you know but i learned through failure i okay. failed i don't know the number of times that i've let sachin down is <laughs> not even funny okay. uh, but uh, you know he always kind of that's that's uh, funny <laughs> <laughs> he the the number of times that he's backed me up it's it, it he he actually invested in me okay and uh, you know i'll i'll eternally be thankful <laughs> for him for that so uh, uh i learned a lot of things there and when i left your uh, hacker earth was at 750000 developers and i think i had some part to play in that okay uh and uh, i had a lot of people uh, some of the guys that i hired at your story now work with uh, at hacker earth work with me uh, at the moment but it was my first experience building something okay or uh, being a part of a building so and i remember i was a part of the hacker earth team when it was just six people around a table and when i left it was a two 6000 square feet offices okay wow. so it was uh, it was a great experience i saw what i felt what growth felt like okay and i felt it at your story as well but in a much smaller way but at hacker it was a lot closer to my heart okay uh, but at the same time i start i thought that i stopped learning then and uh, i thought that i needed to prove myself i had learned marketing on the job huh. at hackerath and i need to now go out and prove myself and uh, that's where i applied to udacity and udacity was uh, i think it was five rounds of interviews with like everyone who went to harvard and stanford and you know <laughs> these really big guys but uh, at the end of the day i think uh, whatever i did at hackerath really was relevant to them and uh, you know i i think i learned marketing by then okay. and uh, i let i applied through the proper process of you know there's a there's a job portal you go and apply for it fill out a form and then they call you and go ahead with it i also knew the country manager personally through his past entrepreneurship uh, experience and uh, i uh, you know asked him for a referral as well and you know that probably okay. fast tracked my process uh-huh. but uh, but yeah it, and that's that's basically how both of those things happen awesome awesome so it was interesting working at university yes it taught me process right and uh, how do la- how do things how do you build systems that scale uh, you know udacity had like tens of thousands of users and tens of thousands of uh, you know paying customers and uh, yeah from i think i was i became a lot more data driven at udacity than what i was at uh, hackerath awesome awesome yeah now your thoughts on education like uh, how you did engineering right mm. so first of all how has that contributed to your career like mm. and also generally what are you seeing in terms of trends and what your people you're talking to and all that like what i mean do people need to do an mba or higher studies and things like that whether in emerging tech or in general Uh, education is actually something that's super close to my heart and was one of the reasons why I wanted to join Udacity uh, straight off the bat. Uh for me um when I uh you know when I when I did my engineering it was just because you know ki scope acha hai you know there's a yeah. lot of scope in engineering so do it. Uh oh, what, what did you do? In electronics and communications. <laughs> no scope there for me. I think look man it boils down to this. I think somewhere middle midway through my engineering I realized if you're good at something you will figure out a way of making a living. So the correlation between a degree and a job isn't as much as it used to be. 
back in the day. But obviously, you'll need some skills uh, unless you're a doctor or something like that where you need actual yeah. certification. Most jobs, you'll need to pick up skills and show some sort of demonstrable ability for you to be able to do it uh, without making mistakes. Okay, so uh, I learned that somewhere in the middle of my engineering. And honestly, if I had known that before, I'd rather have gone into work full time directly. and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. done that. The, but the thing that I learned is that I started learning more when I was at a job than, uh, you know, and engineering. This is me speaking personally for myself. Yeah. Uh, the degree didn't add a lot of value to my life. But uh, the jobs, the jobs that I did added tremendous value. Uh, and uh, from a learning standpoint specifically, like I now know these foundational skills and how they come together to create, uh, you know, marketing infrastructures, yeah. uh, how, how to run a company and all of those uh, type of things are things that you learn that I have learned on the job. And they are the skills that really matter to me. There are academic skills that are needed especially with respect to you know data analysis uh you know uh, there is definitely you must know how to read a balance sheet you must know at least some kind of rudimentary finances and these are specific skills that i have been able to pick up through courses yeah. that are there uh, online i see uh that becoming more and more important i think uh Let's be clear, right? Industry drives education. It's not the other way around. Uh, when you, otherwise, you know, uh, why will you do a bachelor's degree uh, to get a job? You yeah. should do a bachelor's degree to do your master's degree and you should do your master's degree to do a PhD. That is the academic course. That's yeah, the yeah. academic career, right? And you contribute to the science or the field that you're studying in. Uh, why should you do a B.Tech to do a, uh, to do job a, you know, a job at a bank? Yeah. I would rather, uh, you know, take up the vocational courses that are needed there so I can, uh, you know, so I can go there. Uh, so I see, um, I want more, I, I don't see this. I honestly have no data uh, uh, showing that these trends are changing or anything. I hope more and more people start being clear about what they want to do with their life. And that comes with only exposure very early on. And if that, what if what they want to do with their life is in line with an academic degree, sure, go ahead, do an engineering degree or do a medical degree, do an arts degree, do something, uh, do an academic degree. If you want to go to a job, do a vocational degree, right? And yeah. there needs to be a lot more value to those things. Uh, an ITI guy, I still remember there used to be a lot of those lateral entry people who used yeah. to come into in engineering year. in the second year. Those guys knew why certain things work the way they do. Right, and right. that was because they had been trained for that. Yeah. Right. And uh, I think that there needs to be a lot more emphasis on vocational training, if you ask me, than academic training. We have a very, uh, some of the best institutes in India are here. And I don't think that academic degrees are for everyone. Yeah. And yeah. we should be, you know, kind of clear about, about that. An MBA is, uh, from all the people that I've spoken to, people don't value their MBA degrees for their for the for what they learned uh, the knowledge is available all all over yeah. the world and in fact i think you can learn more of an mba working at a startup or working for an entrepreneur than uh, actually going to a, even a premier institute if you ask me okay and this is from a startup context i huh. i've not worked at an mnc so i don't know okay what that looks like okay so uh, uh, this is uh, 
I I think that uh, the what people value their MBA most for is the connects that it comes yeah, the, the, the peer group that you work that. with, huh. right? And uh, I think that's where I'm I'm seeing it. So yeah. uh, MBA is a good course. It teaches you a lot of how a business works. Uh, do it if it's in a good college where if you are assured of a high peer group. Uh, but you you have uh, not considered it, have you? Uh, uh, briefly. Okay. But uh, but then, as you said, like yeah. you, you, what I need so to, much more was yeah. learning was happening on correct at, at the companies you worked for. And what I needed to learn, the knowledge exists already. I I hate the college environment of learning. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather learn by doing. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's awesome. Right. Awesome. Thank you. Really, uh, good takeaways here. I've been asking everyone about education because I feel like uh, even. I have a perspective on this, but it's pretty blank. Like I, I, I can give you the same thing again and again, which is not very pretty, but I want to curate this knowledge around education sure. from multiple people. And there's like so many different ways that education is contributing to people. And that is why uh, this question, and I really appreciate the elaborate answer on that. Sure. Thank yeah. you so much, Raghu. Uh, just like before like ending it, like I just want to ask your closing thoughts and also your feedback on this interview. Like, uh, because you've done a lot of interviews yourself. You've like, uh, spoken to so many people. I just want to get your thoughts. Yeah. Generally, like, is there any scope for improvement? I like the, how, how could I? I like the theme of your, your podcast. Uh, I think that, uh, uh, you picked something that, uh, the urban millennial, the young, uh, urban young person has on their mind very, very strongly. And I think you will be made or broken by, uh, the knowledge that you, uh, curate. Uh, as a part of this so that that's for the podcast on the whole mm-hmm. i like your interview uh style like uh conversational is uh it really opens up the interviewer and i felt super comfortable doing it so uh awesome. more of that please <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much and uh let's see like um uh, i just want like the i want this word to reach more people you know sure. to your experience and the knowledge you bring to inspire others to take these right steps and make like smarter decisions with their career now tell me like where can people find you and what do you want anything i'm most active on twitter right now okay i have a very weird inside joke as a as a handle name it's called python hulk okay so, uh, i used to be very fat okay. back in the day uh, and python because i was learning to code <laughs> at one point at akarat so uh, it came from there okay and uh yeah so you can find me there and okay. uh, LinkedIn less so okay but cool. mostly on Twitter Twitter yeah awesome alright this was great fun thank, thank you for having so me so much and uh, yeah. it was definitely fun okay that's it for this episode all the links mentioned in this episode are on the show notes thank you so much for listening please make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it and share it with your friends there's a lot more coming and I hope you enjoyed remember the hashtag Salman needs a job